0: Welcome. Today we're going to do Parshas Matais. <coughs> so the Parshas says like this, V'idabar Shem al-Moshe, Leymar, the B'an Shalom told him, Nikoim nikmas <laughs> b'nei Israel meis medyonim you should take revenge on the Medyonim, acher te Yosef al-Hamecha, afterwards, then you will die. So Rashi says, meis ha-medyonim, v'loim eis ha not from the Ma'yavim, why? Why not the Ma'yavim? There was over here, there was an alliance between the Ma'yavim and the Medyonim against Klal Yisrael. So the Ma'yavim only did it because they were afraid that they're gonna, dis- that they're gonna destroy them or um, pillage. Shlein el al tizke ava the Medianim got involved in something that had nothing to do with them. So, therefore, you should destroy the Medianim. But the Mayavim, they were motivated by self defense, so then, uh, you know, don't destroy them. That's one shot. Dover Acharash says, Because Mayav is going to result in um, two prayers: Amin and Mayav. Rusa Mayaviyav, Amen and which is the Gemara in Bov Kama, Dafla The Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu had a Kalvachimer. Do you want Shboi, Lazarus, Mo'ev, Arma, Teira, Shroi, Shom, Midyona, V'Ki, Shom, Oisam, is a Kalv that you should destroy them. Amolay HaKadosh Borchul, no, like a B'day, T'cha, Olu Bedati. Your husband is not my husband.. Therefore that protects Amin because of Rus and Nama. So Russia has two reasons. One because they got involved because they were afraid, and the second because of Rus. Now back in Pinchas, it says like this: first time he says this. You should uh, attack the Midianim and uh, smite them. <laughs> so over there. Rashi says, Why? Because Rus is going to come out. So in Pinchas. Rashi only says the second time, because of Rus. Why doesn't he say the first time that Moev was only what, concerned about self-defense? Why over here does Rashi say both times, and before Rashi says only one time? The first time that is a tzivu to attack Midian. Here there was a tzivu and here it was right now. Also there are Chaim asks, what does that have to do with Achet Yosef El Why is Moshe's petira connected to the Muhammad of Midyan? the Pasik, that you should uh, you should conduct a mecham against Midyam and then you'll be then you'll be nifter. And so you, apparently that there's a difference between Tutsi vuyim. You also find there's a difference that before when he told them Btzreisim Midyanim. He didn't say anything about he, say, he didn't say anything about anoshin. Here he says, <coughs> You should get anoshin. Anoshin means great people, Sadikim, Rashi says. Anoshin Sadikim. So here he talks about Tzadikim. Before, he doesn't talk about Tzadikim. So apparently there's a big difference between four and here. Before he's talking about um, about a danger. That they're they're dangerous. They're, they're people. They are enemies. They want to destroy you. So you have to fight against them because they want to destroy you. Aviary is talking about something else. Aviary is here is talking about um, the kaim nikmas means for the kofet shemayim. Midian came and both of them and they they uh, they were marshal uh, to be to serve the balpa to do the and turn away from the Rabbeinu Shlodom. This is not, this TV over here, was not because of a physical danger to Klal it's because they, they turned Klal away to the Dezorah. So it was a P'giyah and Kavit Shemayim. So therefore, before, when it's talking about uh, the physical danger that you have from Midian Mayov, but, so what are you going to say, that Mayev only did it for self-defense? But self people who are attacking you because of self-defense are also a physical danger. So that is not an answer, why not Maya? Because they were trying to defend themselves. If they're your enemy, if they're afraid of you, and they're going to kill you because they're your enemy, so what? I mean, Lamai said, they're a danger to you. But, of course, if Russo Maiev, that's why you shouldn't do Maya. Mashenkin over here was talking about kveid shemayim, so then it's a different thing. Mayav was really not out there to be to to be on shemayim. Mayav was out there for self-defense, so therefore it wasn't such a Pagey on shemayim. Midyon, was coming here just to be uh, to, to to turn Klal Yisrael away from the Rabban Shalom and lead them into Avayd Zara. So for here, that is the reason, and it could be that's why over here the Anoshim, why do you need yeah, any war? Why is it have to be only tzaddikim? So it could be over here where the war, if the, if the purpose of this war was to be Noikim for kvot shemayim, then maybe you need for the tzaddikim war, the madrega, that they'll be loychem for kvot shemayim. Where you're fighting for uh, survival, physical survival, everybody should fight. But once it's narrowed down, and this is what it is for kvot shemayim, then it's only Anoshim. So it could be for the same reason that, that, that the connection of Petira to have this molchama, the molchama for, for 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 to defend and be noikim for the koyot shemayim could be for this. Moshe was necessary. So therefore, the connection is that after you do this, then then you could be nifter. And, then then uh, later we don't really need this. Now later in the parsha, the bnei Gadim they wanted to have. Um, the lands on the other side of the Arden and uh, Gilad, and uh, these were very rich lands and they had a lot of sheep, and they wanted to settle over there. And that's where they should be. So they came to Meish Rabbeinu and they said that uh, we don't want to go across, um, you know, we want to be here. So Meish Rabbeinu got angry at them. And he said, you're gonna demoralize Cloud Yisrael. So So they said, I'm going to go into the whole Musa they gave them. And they said, We will make corrals for our sheep. And we'll make cities, I guess, wall cities, for our children. We're going to go ahead in the, in, in the, in the vanguard to fight against, to fight to, to conquer Israel. And after we conquer it, then uh, then we'll go back so Moshe said to them said okay good you're gonna come and you're gonna fight but make cities for your children and and corrals for your sheep keep your word so he reversed the order they said G'deiris l'tseineinu, and then arm l'tapeinu, and Amayisha said fakir, Rashi says. Chasim haiyu amamayinam yaysim They cared more about their money than they cared about their children. Shigdimu mekneimu tapam, first was taking care of the of the livestock, and then the children. Amalemayisha loikein, this is wrong. Hasu uikir ikir v'tofel tofol, nulachem t'chil arm l'tapchem, First, make cities for your children, and then worry about your livestock. So this is really a very difficult thing to understand. I mean, I mean, no matter how much people um, are greedy and need money, but would they put their children at risk in order to make money, I mean, how do you understand this? This is like, what kind of people are these? Then what did they want? They said, no, no, we're going to first take care of our sheep and then we'll take care of our children. How could you do this? So, I think what the is like this. If you have flocks of sheep, then it's normal for the sheep to to wander off and then you're going to end up, they're going to go other hills, other this, but they're going to scatter, and by the time you need them, they're all over the place. So, Mela, you have to have a place to keep them. They shouldn't wander off. Children really don't wander off. Children stay near their parents. They don't really wander off. Sometimes a child wanders off and ends up in the forest somewhere, a field. It's a crisis and everybody organizes search parties, go look for the child. It's not something that happens, that a child should wander away from its mother or its caretaker, whoever it is. Children instinctively stay close; They don't just wander off. So what was the danger to the children? Why did they need order for the children? So the measure says that when they came back from the Muhammad, because they found that the children, were they had blurias, they had long hair in the style of the, of the pagans, because there were still some, some pagans around in, in these lands. They were not completely uh, you know, eradicated, and those pagans had an influence on the children, that the children ended up wearing uh, ponytails, or I don't know what they were wearing. Blurias, they had blurriers. So the, the danger to the children was not a uh, physical danger. It was a the danger that they would be uh, they would be uh, susceptible to the influences of the remnants of the ke- of the pagans in these areas. So these so the Bnei Rufin thought is, Okay, we have to take care of the rochniys. But uh, you know, in first we have to make sure that we that uh, we have Gashmias, we can support, we can we can uh, support them and feed them and provide for them. That's what we have to do first. First we have to do this, then. Well, t- of course, we'll take care of the ruchnis of the children. We will. But first, the first thing's first. We have to establish, the g- we have a business, we have the farmers going, we have the money, we have to, we have to house them and to feed them. And afterwards, we'll get them them, and we'll teach them and, the- and we'll take care of the Rukhnis afterwards. Moshe told them, no, it's not like that. The ruchnis of your children is more important than the gashmias of your family. The first thing you have to do is protect them. They shouldn't be susceptible to bad Ruchniasic influences. That comes before. Don't worry about your sheep. You lose some sheep, you lose some sheep. The children have to be protected. Their Ruchnias has to be protected. Now, this Gemara and Brachas says like this Gemara says like this. In the story of B'nei God and Meiruvayin, they said, V'yivoy of B'nei God Al-Mesheh, V'eloz Ha'akayin, HaTorah V'divoyin, V'yazer, V'nimrah, V'cheshvim, V'loloh, all these parts, HaShahik HaShem Lepnei Yisrael, these are the lands, these are the, the cities that HaShem destroyed in front of Klal Yisrael, and they were able to conquer them. They want them. This is what they were saying. These are all places in Neiva and They want to live there. HaTorah is V'divoyin. That's the first two that he mentions. So the Gemara says like this: A person every week should do Shnai Mikra and Echatagum. Even at Torah's Vedivoin, you should do Shnai Mikra Echatagum. Rashi says, Why? by Tagum. Tagum doesn't translate. Now, Tyson says, why don't you say, Ruven v'shemen, Targum doesn't translate Ruven v'shemen. So we know that HaToraz uh, doesn't translate it. Now really, if you look in the Targum, in the beginning, where it says HaToraz V'divain, Targum says, Mechalel o mal So he does translate it. So what does he mean, HaToraz so he's probably referring to the end of the Parsha where it says God as Divine So it's really uh, it's not a Taurus V Divine, it says the other order. But this is what he's referring to Pashtas as divine viasatoris. So Tagum says Yas divine, Vyasatoris. He doesn't translate it. So the first time he says, uh, the second time he doesn't translate it. What is, so So why doesn't he translate it? And since he doesn't translate it, you should learn it anyway. Now, we spoke about this a number of times. The Targum doesn't translate a name. A name is a name. Ruven is ruven, is Shimon. Every name is a name. But what Targum does do is, if it says Kodesh, in the Pasuk it says Kodesh. Tagum says Rekem. Why? Because the place called Kadesh today is called Rekem. I mean, the time at the time of Unculus was called Rechem. The name changed. So therefore, you'll see Keseder in Tagum. He will give you the current name. He won't give you the name that it says in the Pasek because the name doesn't tell you anything. Was so what is, is Kadesh? who's who's Kodesh? You look on a current map of Eretz Israel. You don't see a Kodesh, but you see Rechem. So Tagum tells you that this is talking about Rechem, and in those days, in the, time of the, in the time of the Torah, which is a thousand years earlier, it was called Rechem, but today it's called Kodesh, today it's called Rechem. He did the same thing with the uh, Divine Ataris. Divine Ataris apparently changed the name. The name at the time was called Divine it was called excuse me it was called of Divine, but in the course of a thousand years uh the name changed and now it's Beshta. why did they change the name i don't know why did it change the name of Kadesh? why did it become reka things happen over the years maybe somebody gave money who knows but <laughs> it changed the name of the name changed so tagum says this is the current name so he's informing people that so if the name doesn't change, then he then he tells people in his targum the name that it was the same. If it does change, then I'll tell you the new name. But uh, so that's why he says. Well, but at the end of the parsha, it says and and he does not translate it. So at this point, it's not it's not called. Nobody knows what divine not Tauruses, those places don't exist anymore. And he doesn't say, So nobody knows what this is. So Tagum really didn't do anything for people by, if the name is the same, so in his translation, he uses the same name. So he's really helping people understand what the Pesach is saying. But if the name has changed, and he says the, the old name, which, hasn't, which is no longer used, and he just tells you, uh, and tells you the old name anyway. So what is he telling you? What have you gotten from the Targum? Nevertheless, the Padre Gemara says that you have to say Targum, even though you get nothing from it. It's an obsolete name, which nobody knows where it is or what it is. And it doesn't tell you the current name, just tells you the old name. And that's why, uh, nevertheless, you have to do Shnei even Targum, even a tarz for divine, which he doesn't translate. He doesn't, I'm sorry, he doesn't tell you the current name. So why why Taka, at the end, does he not uh, tell you the current name? Why at the beginning does he tell you the current name? So I think like this. The, in the beginning they're talking about, they're saying these places were destroyed. These, there was, at of Divine, were old and Maori cities that were there in Evar Ataras of Divine. And he says they were destroyed. So he tells you that those, those cities, that were destroyed today. They could, They've been rebuilt. Because after they were destroyed, Klal Yisrael came and they, they took over the land. They rebuilt these cities, and today it's called Malbeshta Machalalto Malbeshta. That's why he's telling you that. In the end of the parsha, he's not talking about that. These cities were old. The Maori cities. It says, <laughs> They built new cities on the ruins of the old cities, and they called them Diva in Natares. So we're telling you the story of what they did. What they did, they didn't build Mela Beshta Mechalalta, they built Diva Vatares. But over the course of time, the name of these cities changed to be Mechalalta Miyabeshta. So over here, he tells you what actually happened. They built two cities, which they called Diva in Natares. And as far as people knowing what it is, well, you see from the earlier place, he already told you that that place today is called Mechalati Abeshtah. So it wasn't necessary for him to tell you that, to enlighten you to where those places are. Of course, we know where those places are, because we learned it in the earlier Pasek. But at this point, he's telling you what they did. They built Divan Vat That's what they did. Thank you very much, and I hope to see you again next week.